Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Monday morning. So, really, the first cut for the Kansas City Chiefs happened over the weekend. DeAndre Baker cut by the team, which, you know, he didn't really do a whole lot. It's sad to see a a former first-rounder go. But at the same time, it also gives me a lot of confidence that the defensive side is seeing a lot of good stuff out of some of these young guys they picked up and some of the uh, acquisitions they made in the offseason. Sure, absolutely, because your uh, financial circumstances really come into play here. Baker was a first-round draft choice, and he blew that one completely. New York Giants were his team. Then he got charged after that with four counts of armed robbery, and that has set with him the entire time. Giants, of course, immediately let him go. Chiefs picked him up, and he played sparingly last year. I think he was in seven or eight eight games somewhere around there. Not a starter. He was depth. But with the salary he was commanding and so forth and so on, as a former number one draft choice, uh, they can let him go. He probably will catch on with another team somewhere along the line, but it's not going to be with the Chiefs, and his contribution was limited at the very best. So his, his cut is no surprise. However, uh, you know this, Mike, as well as anybody, there will be some more veterans cut. Uh, as, oh, this, yeah. as this goes on. That's the nature of the business that does happen. And uh, you can only have so much depth. And, uh, as much as you want more, you can only have so much. But uh, we're getting closer and closer, baby. First preseason game on Saturday, and I'm very excited about that. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, of course, we had the Hall of Fame game yesterday, or last week, and you kind of got to see some of the indi- inductees that were going to get inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, announced before they started that game. One of them, uh, Dick Vermeil, which is great to see. Chiefs, Rams, great coach, yep. UCLA, engineered one of the big Rose Bowl upsets ever. Guy was a really good coach. And from a media standpoint, an unbelievably good interview. He answered all questions, articulated on all of them, and still does. Guy is 85 years old and still is able to carry on. Not that 85 is all that No, nah, it's a new 40, <laughs> Ned. It's a new 40, baby. Anyway. Maybe the new 50. <laughs> he is uh, a, a terrific coach. Uh, I thought he was very skilled with what he did. I still remember his behavior at the <laughs> Giant Stadium, the miracle of the Meadowlands, uh, which was just an incredible play, and he's jumping off the fields, hey, hey, it's in the stars and all that. He got, got the Philadelphia Eagles into a pretty good situation there. Anyway, guy was a very good coach. I think it's significant because Tony Baselli went in, and he is the first member of the Jacksonville Jaguars ever to make the Hall of oh, Fame. that's cool. And that really is. He's a big player. Guy who's an All-American at Southern Cal, and with the Jacksonville Jaguars, an outstanding tackle for seven, eight, nine years, whatever it was he was with them. They were uh, some of the guys who went on uh, Cliff Branch, the late Cliff Branch, who was, uh, yes, an Oakland Raider, but All-America, Colorado, terrific player. Bryant Young, Richard Seymour, Sam Mills, Leroy Butler. Leroy Butler's cool because he's the one who has started the Lambeau Leap. Mm-hmm. You know, went into the stands and jumped up. He's the guy who started all that. And, of course, the former director of the NFL officials, Art McNally. Uh, really a very good class, a distinctive class because it does incorporate all levels of pro football. I, I, I thought it was very nice. Yeah, they kind of touched on a lot of different uh, areas, which I definitely like that too. All right, so uh, the Deshaun Watson situation. Now, we're going back and forth. Obviously, they, they have announced, or at least the judge said, six-game suspension. So he's going to have to face that no matter what, depending, uh, no matter what happens with the appeal, right? 
That is correct. He will not, if that holds, or whatever the new suspension is, because it is a binding agreement pending the player's lawsuit, mm-hmm. which will happen, The that's regular season. He can play in the exhibition games, and I suspect he will. He'll probably maybe not start, but he'll get in just to see how rusty he is because he didn't play at all last year. But he can play in the preseason exhibition uh, exhibition games, yes. Regular season, depending on the level of the suspension, Certainly not six games. He won't play in that amount. But from uh, there on in, remains to be seen what the new arbitrator comes up with. I wonder if they're going to be able to get it done before those six games are over. Because if they don't, he gets to play until they come back. That's with exactly right. So, he, uh, seemingly he would, but I think they probably will. Here's the here's the deal. The way I interpret this thing: if the new individual involved, the former attorney general of state of New Jersey and a close friend of Goodell's, if he says, well, I like the sixth game, but we'll add two to that, six to eight, I think the players will go for that. But the year, they, they won't go for that at all. That's what the NFL wants. But the players say, no, hey, the first first suspension is six games. I think there'll be a progressive argument. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I'll tell you this right now. I'm glad I'm a Chiefs fan. They ain't <laughs> on my team. So how about those Cardinals, baby? <laughs> Can you explain it? Yeah, they're on a roll. It's nice to see it. Is it too early, though? I, I voiced that opinion yesterday on Ned Talk. This is great. They won seven in a row, sweep the New York Yankees, who aren't playing very well. But is it too early? Last year, that 17-game winning streak that they had, and they're on the way to doing that again, I came later on in August and early September, and it got them into the playoffs. This year, it's the start of August. You don't want a team to be peaking quite. You want them to win, of course, but to be peaking, and the Cardinals are peaking. Folks, they are doing everything right. Everything. Their pitching is coming through. They're hitting. There's <laughs> Paul DeYoung, for heaven's sake, who they call up from the minors. It's a three-run homer yesterday that really decides the game. Has hit well. Now, he's DeYoung's uh, the good players on a streak right now, along with the rest of the team. Not downgrading what they're doing at all, but it's one of these... One of these roles that teams get into, your level of a championship team is consistency. You have more of the highs than you do the peaks. Now the Cardinals are on a high right now, and it probably is going to continue because they're going out to Denver to play the Rockies in their last place in the National League Western Division. Last place. But four-game series out there, Cardinals will probably continue on the streak that they're on right now doing them well, but they have not pulled away in their division, nor have they pulled away in the wild card berth. The other teams are staying with them. Philadelphia, for instance, has the same record. Mm-hmm. And Philadelphia has also been hot, but not like the Cardinals are. It's uh, it's an interesting way, uh, uh, interesting view of Major League Baseball, because this is what happens. You have your peaks and your valleys. It's the way it works every single year and has since they invented baseball. Since Ned can remember. <laughs> well, that's when they invented well, baseball. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and, and also, you know, I I felt like the Yankees was a true test for them, especially after uh, the Cubs series. I know the Cubs aren't great, but they had a rain out, and they had kind of just inch and, inched a doubleheader right before the next series, and they looked great. But uh, like you said... We'll see what happens. Keep in mind, the Yankees have also lost five in a row. Yes, sir. And they aren't playing very well, and there appears to be some kind of a, oh, maybe a disunity in the team. Uh, there are new players. Mm-hmm. The new guy they got yesterday was horse feathers out on the hill. He didn't pitch. That's Frankie Montez. He didn't pitch well at all. 
you have to have the rhythm going. You have to have your team together. And right now, the Yankees are not still a very good baseball team. They, in, in yesterday's game, which was a 12-9 to win for the Cardinals, New York out hit them 16-11. to New York left 12 runners That's on base. That's a hard Seven loss. of them in scoring position. Yeah. You can't do that. No, you can't. But I'll tell you right now, though, something else that's going to play into the Cardinals' favor is they have arguably one of the easiest remaining schedules in baseball. So while they might be peaking right now, after getting through that Yankees series, it's uh, coasting downhill for a little bit. Well, you can't take anything for granted, of course. No. But they will play the less than tougher teams because they're in the division that's the worst in baseball with Cincinnati, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. But over and above that, they still have road trips remaining with the Padres and with the Dodgers out on the West Coast. Those are going to be very, very tough. But that's late in the season. They may already have things wrapped up by then. We'll just have to wait. Wait and see. All right, let's talk about the Royals. How'd they do? Royals won 13-5, took three out of four from the Boston Red Sox, who have really plummeted here recently. So uh, a win for Kansas City. Royals are playing well and get set to host the Chicago White Sox. It'll be a day-night doubleheader tomorrow. It's a four-game series in Kansas City that does begin tomorrow. But Royals are playing better baseball. They are capable of playing better baseball. They're still not there yet. Still need to improve their pitching staff and some of their defense. But, hey, this team can hit the ball. Hopefully they will stay together and really get things really worked out. And the Springfield Cardinals ended their series with Corpus Christi yesterday, winning 3-2. to two. The Springbirds are now on their way to Amarillo to play the Sod Poodles this week and then come home for a series. So, plenty of baseball still to go. Well, um, how was that race in uh, Michigan yesterday? The race in Michigan was an interesting one. It was won by Kevin Harvick. Harvick outdueled Bubba Wallace down the stretch, and Harvick gets a big victory at the Michigan International Raceway. So, indeed, the series goes on. We have more races coming up. There's still another one at Kansas City. That'll be coming up at the end of September, a NASCAR race up there. But over and above all that, we have plenty of action going on, and that racing series is boiling right down to the racing playoffs and NASCAR playoffs that they have. Getting exciting. A lot of stuff's coming to a head. We're at that point, and then football starting up this weekend. Uh, I'm going to have a smile on my face all week long. Ned, you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.